Welcome to the nationally syndicated In the Oil Patch radio show with Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from the Port of Corpus Christi studios. Get more on the Port of Corpus Christi at portofcc.com. In the Oil Patch radio show will give you an inside look at the oil, gas, and energy industry and how it affects you from industry experts and government officials right here on the In the Oil Patch radio show. And now it's time for me to welcome all my guests. In today's show, it's Mark McAtarley, president of Results Corporation. Mark, welcome to In the Oil Patch radio show. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm very happy to have you on the show. Uh, today is going to be a show that we're going to focus on a lot more technology-driven type of products, a technology that are being developed to really help push the oil and gas industry into uh, the 21st latter part century, all the way into, I guess, the 22nd hundreds. Uh, because there's a lot of technology that's evolving in the oil and gas sector and you're an expert and you're here to talk to us about how the energy sector is evolving. Before we get started, um, I want to give you an opportunity um, to talk a little bit about your company and your background. You are a petroleum engineer, reservoir engineer by trait, but uh, back us up a little bit. Tell us about how uh, you got into uh, the oil and gas industry and this high tech technology, as well as um, you know some of your background, what led you up to being uh, the president of results. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it again for invitation. Um, yes, um, a little bit of background is going to help here. Uh, so I do consider myself uh, an accomplished petroleum engineering professional uh, with uh, 15 plus years of experience in oil and gas and uh, 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 specializing in oil tech uh, more than anything else at this point. So my career span um, goes from Caspian region, uh, the North Sea, Gulf of Mexico, uh, a little bit on the Appalachian Basin, and uh, I would say last uh, a few years, uh, close to five years, I'm heavily involved in the Canadian uh, resource place. Uh, from the background in, in terms of the discipline, um, the reservoir and the production engineer, uh, worked with the major companies like BP and Stone Energy. Um, last five years, um, like I said, you know, I kind of switched my uh, career a little bit and moved it into the service side of the oil and gas. And this is where um, I see, I started seeing uh, a niche, uh, a gap, uh, I would say an opportunity uh, to leverage my skill set and experience um, and, and the business acumen that I've built throughout the years to deliver something great for oil and gas um, um, industry or the oil and gas um, uh, transformation. Currently, uh, we're building a software company. Um, it's the you know, oil, it's oil tech, it's called RevSales Corp. And uh, I'm taking active role as a president and the CEO of the company. Well, we're gonna talk a little bit about, um, it seems as though as of recently, we've done a lot of shows in technology. Um, one of the past shows we had um, Halliburton, Halliburton Labs on, and what I found interesting about them is that they're really trying to focus on companies like yourself that are um, not so much your company, but companies that uh, it could be your company. There are companies that are new, companies that are doing high tech things, things that are really changing and evolving in the space or in the technology space. And they want to welcome these companies into their lab, if you will, and help them uh, figure out the pitfalls before they, you know, fall into the pitfalls. And so they're always looking for companies that are high tech and evolving. 
And your company isn't any different, but I like the fact that we've been talking about what's out there. Um, and your company is is unique. It's it's one of these companies to me that is really taking the oil, the whole oil and gas industry of what we perceive to be um, sometimes not as uh, smart, not as evolved, not as intelligent, not as high tech. And I don't honestly know where these people get this really bad information because that couldn't be further from the truth. Nothing evolves uh, and everything usually starts somewhere in the oil and gas industry. All these gadgets that we use, the phones, everything that we utilize today is coming a lot out of the ingenuity and the, you know, mad scientists, if you will, specifically working in the oil and gas industry. And your company isn't any different. We are going to drill down and talking about um, AI, a lot of the new technologies. But before we do, I really want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your company too, because it's a it, it's really high tech and changing the industry of frac. So can you give me a large overview on what frac soul is? Because you're also helping companies with ESG uh, attainment as well, which seems to be something that companies need to be looking at as well of, of being able to track their progress in lowering admissions, being greener, being more environmentally friendly. And, you know, if they have to frack, they should be doing it in some of the most green ways. And that's specifically what your company is all about. So give me a high uh, overview, high level of your company and the type of uh, ways that it can help um, the energy industry. <clears throat> well, thank you, Kim. Um, appreciate it for giving an opportunity to just, you know, talk a little bit about the company and uh, what exactly we are trying to target in the uh, in our niche market, and and, and like you said, it, there's a lot of uh, uh, I would say negative uh, energy sometimes going on that oil and gas uh, oil and gas um, uh, is is not in up to standards uh, in terms of the environment and the social uh, and the governance side of it. But I would I would say that you know uh, instead you know uh, we have taken lots of measurements, lots of um, uh, adopted lots of technologies and and I would say smart technologies that is available in the industry um, just to bring it to the oil and gas and make it uh, uh, thrive and 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 be uh, as 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 much as possible big, uh, fit into the standards and. Um, make sure that we are optimizing and delivering sustainable energy to the industry. So the Revsols Corp, actually one of those companies that are really uh, focusing and in terms of um, uh, environmental uh, responsibilities or social responsibilities, and the way how we're governing the company, focusing on the uh, on the uh, company's uh, core values and ESG values to excuse me to deliver something um, that is going to be optimized, efficient, um, and uh, uh, very uh, value added, uh, value added uh, proposition for the for the for, for our clients for the oil and gas industry overall itself, and uh, the company itself founded with the talented and I would say very determined professionals. Um, it was not only myself; there were you know several other co-founders as well, and we are were coming you know from different industries. One of us were coming from the data data uh, uh, science world. Uh, I'm a petroleum engineer myself. Uh, and then we had um, uh, other folk that is coming from the uh, IT world and, and, and the software engineering world, which is uh, very uh, diversified, um, uh, I would say, company. And and then we started, you know, bu uh, building little by little with our um, 
I would say creative uh, imagination and, and building a software that is going to help uh, today's completion world and especially the frack world to extract um, uh, effectively um, those hydrocarbons out of the ground and be responsible, of course, uh, valuing the course, uh, core values of the uh, environment, uh, and sustainability and uh, um, uh, social uh, metrics. Um, so what we're doing, we are um, setting up lots of um, uh, gadgets, like you said, or IoT technologies. Uh, this IoT technologies really enables us today to acquire um, uh, and be connected to the remote areas from where we can collect the data, uh, getting inside the um, uh, insights of, of the activities that is happening um, um, outside of our um, uh, local areas and, and uh, uh, start looking into the, into the data and, and looking into anomalies, looking into patterns that we can find out uh, while, while we're doing fracking and while we're doing completion work. And and be um, and give the visualization, thought-based visualization, to the to the ones who are sitting uh, in the offices and have uh, uh, eyes and ears what's happening in the field mm-hmm. um, to get to get uh, some some um, um, uh, metrics and and some notifications uh, if if there is something going on and trigger those um, uh, those algorithms that are gonna give you some some uh, insights about your active job and deliver wells that are gonna be uh, uh, more uh, to 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 the to the objectives that you have set you know from the beginning so well and it, you know yeah it's very strange to see how um years back i interviewed uh, michelle pfeiffer who is with uh, chevron she was head of their digital uh, asset department and how they were collecting the data um, and using it to either detect equipment going down uh, before it goes down, taking them offline, costing them potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars while they're down to safety issues that they were able to overcome. And I think that a lot of folks that, you know, old traditional clunky oil and gas prior to what we're going to really get into here shortly in the show, the, the, the tech, the, the technology that the energy industry is using to lower admissions now to be greener, to be more efficient. Um, it, I think everybody knows that now the oil and gas has gone through, it's going through this energy transition, but it's doing it digitally uh, as well. Um, and so, you know, understanding that it's not your old daddy's well, if you will, it's actually now modern, high tech. You don't need people at the well site anymore. You can gather the data, put it in the cloud. But I think a lot of people still struggle with, um, you know, is is this safe uh, in the way of cybersecurity? You know, is everything um, efficient enough to where it's also safety and safe can be safely done without potentially um, incurring any negative sides of it. Because, you know, we always implement something and we don't think about it in the future. And then we have these unintended consequences. But I'm glad to see that you're here to explain how the energy industry has been utilizing a lot of the new technology and really, really uh, getting into uh, transformation, if you will. When we come back from the show, I want you to first 
tell us about some of the major uh, companies, maybe the major exploration companies, like I mentioned earlier, Chevron, how are they taking advantage of this? uh, You know, everybody's heard of artificial intelligence and machine learning, but how are they advancing their digital analytics along with machine learning to really capitalize on, first of all, safety, uh, greener ways of doing things, lowering their carbon footprint if possible, and then also uh, efficiencies in in saving uh, a dollar and returning it back to their shareholders. But Mark, let's take a quick break. When we return, we'll, 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 we'll drill down a little bit more into that question. You're listening yeah. to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us. 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Mark, before the break, we were discussing the whole transition. It's very complicated. First of all, oil and gas is complicated. You've got up, mid, downstream. Uh, everything is very technical. And for the average layman person, it's very hard for them to really understand really anything more than they go to the gas pump and they get put gas in their car or their utilities, they have lights, they have air conditioning, they they get that. Um, But I don't think that they quite really understand the evolution that has been occurring just as quickly as energy transition has been occurring. They are going and they're actually side by side, but they're also together too, because this is part of the energy transition is, is evolving and seeing the industry go super, super high tech to track admissions and to lower air admissions. So let's start with a big overview, if you will. Give me a, a high level overview of what the digital transformation that's happening in the oil and gas industry. What does that look like? Thank you, again. Well, it's a uh, uh, really uh, I would say one of the hot topics right now, what's going on in the oil and gas. And indeed, uh, energy transition is happening and it is visible from many aspects. Uh, and it is uh, very closely accompanied by uh, uh, significantly uh, with a digital transformation. And um, the way how you mentioned earlier about the IoT technologies, AI, ML, uh, uh, automation. Uh, being in the remote sides of it, all of it is happening. And uh, first of all, adaptation of the digital technologies. It is very uh, accepted and oil and gas is moving towards uh, in that direction and and trying to um, uh, adopt all this um, uh, new uh, uh, cutting edge technologies that is coming to the oil and gas, including this IoT or industrial IoT, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data analytics. Uh, they're trying to leverage and optimize operations, obviously, and improve efficiencies in their in their work. The other aspect would be the um, uh, getting some some meaningful information out of these data sets that we're collecting uh, on the sites, and which will fall under data driven uh, insights category, uh, which will be another part of it where they're going to try to uh, get some uh, some some uh, uh, prescriptive insights about their data. 
the remote monitoring and the control is um, uh, another part of it. Automation, robotics, lots of robotics actually I see today with uh, yep. uh, mm-hmm. uh, with, with uh, major companies, especially. And of course, I can see that a lot of safety yeah. with using robotics versus a human being. Um, so yeah, that's exciting too because they actually again are combined between uh, the uh, IoT, industrial IoT, and robotics all being used together just it, it, it is an exciting time to be in the energy industry and for kids the college kids that are coming out of college and trying to figure out where they want to go this has got to be one of the most exciting fields to go into if you want to stay you know on top of <laughs> mention uh, to be honest if you would ask me this question maybe you know 10 years ago i would be still um uh, uh having some doubts or maybe even five years ago uh, but I do see right now that the trend, the, uh, the 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 flow, the path that we're taking right now in oil and gas, it's extraordinary. And and the way how we are um, uh, utilizing with uh, current skill set, current talent, and current uh, innovations, it's amazing. Yeah, and you know the the, the other thing, Mark, is if you are uh, a college student and really uh, involved in climate change and activists and how can I make a difference? Well, you can make a difference right here by getting involved and, and changing it and helping it become even more high tech and more greener and, and evolve. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit and drill down into some of the majors um, and, and exploration companies and how they're taking advantage of advanced data analytics and machine learning. What are you seeing? Any, um, examples of some of the um, majors or exploration companies as a whole that you can say, you know, um, this company has taken some of the machine learning or some of the uh, data analytics become extremely efficient uh, in trying lowering their admissions or machine learning. Um, give me some uh, winners and losers, not losers, winners, <laughs> if you will, of what companies are really doing great by taking advantage of uh, technology today. <clears throat> Well, um, it would not be, I think, you know, uh, ethical or, or professional from my side, you know, to mention, you know, uh, every company that is putting some some uh, uh, the, the workforce into into uh, adopting these technologies and utilizing and then getting the you know, winners and loss, uh, losers type of uh, uh, buckets. Uh, how about if I would be a little bit of a, a generic and then... Uh, and then I would okay. give you a couple examples. Uh, that's perfect. We don't want to do anything that's unethical. So um, I just wanted so, to get examples of some of the companies. Yeah, You're right. Maybe we don't have to mention names. Maybe we can just talk about what some of these companies are doing to really change the landscaping um, but, and change and utilize technology to help the environment. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we can we can always refer to, to, to uh, Internet news that we are seeing from the public sources. And we can always mention about the. A um, uh, few companies that are really driving these technologies, uh, and obviously, um, the big major companies, EMP companies, are the ones that are driving. But they're not the only one. I would say that the service companies as well are are leveraging and 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 they're leveraging this advanced data analytics and of course the machine learning uh, that they can get, gain some value out of it. Uh, the main areas, I would say, the focus areas that the major companies as well as the service companies are focusing are at the moment, I would say, is the uh, production optimization and then the predictive maintenance. Uh, that's another part of it. The asset management would be um, a very crucial part of, of their uh, machine learning and the data-driven uh, analytics. Um, uh, supply chain management or uh, supply chain 
chain optim optimization. And of course, you know, um, uh, last but not least, uh, I would say environmental impact assessment. So these areas um, uh, very widely are in the target of the um, uh, EMP major companies. Um, so I would like to focus on, on, on the completion side of it, just because that is also one of the subcategories of the production optimization. And, and, and when we are saying optimization, it's not only just to deliver, you know, better wells, you know, lower costs, but also, you know, obviously um, uh, making sure that, you know, we are uh, sustainably uh, getting this energy out of the ground. And so while you're saying is that, so you're saying completions are looking at the efficiencies because it is very hard uh, if you're not efficient to everybody's trying to find the greatest dollar of benefit uh, or Absolutely. you know trying to save and be more efficient. So yeah. so they're taking advantage of that through that. Let, Mark, I have to take a quick break and I'm so sorry. Let's take a quick break. When we return, I'll promise I'll return it back to you so you can give us the example on completion side. Oh. You're listening to in the World Patriot Radio Show. We'll be right back. Hey, when you're in business, you have to make a lot of tough choices. So let's talk about an easy one, your workers' comp coverage. If you're a propane or butane dealer or operator, you need to join the Lone Star Energy Safety Group through Texas Mutual Insurance Company. As a member, you'll automatically get a discount on your premium, plus you can earn double dividends that will go straight into your pocket. It's the easiest decision you'll ever make. Find out more at texasmutual.com slash Lone Star Energy. And we're back. You're listening to a new Old Patch Radio show. My guest is Mark McAtarley. Before the break, you were giving us some examples of, of you want to drill down into completions and how they are actually taking technology and using it to their advantage, making it efficient, as well as um, trackable um, and potentially further uses down the road to benefit them, maybe in the way of lowering their carbon footprint. So please continue. Tell us, give us the examples on the completion side that you were speaking about. Uh, appreciate it again. Um, so Kim, yeah, it, it boils down to um, um, uh, the one, one I would say, uh, main puzzle that we have. Uh, and the puzzle is um, uh, the energy is not going to go away. And, and, and we need the energy to uh, sustain the whole world. And since we do have uh, this demand and, and we are trying to uh, invest in alternative um, options, alternative uh, renewable energies. However, uh, the time that is going to catch up and, and, and by the time we're going to have that uh, alternative energies, uh, we still are going to depend on oil and gas. And lots of dollars uh, are going into oil and gas and we are putting uh, into completion drilling and uh, overall the facility infrastructure building lots of um, uh, dollar amounts. And in order to, to um, optimize our wells, uh, to bring a lower, lower uh, and reduce the costs, to give uh, uh, affordable energy out there. Uh, completions is becoming one of these crucial areas where everyone is uh, focusing at the moment. And I, I would like to stress actually here that the completion side of it has been uh, relatively less explored compared to the other side of the areas, um, whether it's a drilling part of it, whether it's the, um, uh, facility part of it or, or the uh, reservoir and the completion uh, reservoir and the geology part of it. So the completions have been less um, uh, explored and right now lots of energies uh, going in that direction to lower the cost, um, uh, get the better wells, uh, 
make sure that you are extracting effectively and, and efficiently this hydrocarbon out of the ground. And this goes into the well performance area. So we are using machine learning and the AI and IoT um, uh, in, in order to get a better well performance uh, out of the wells. The fracture modeling and designs, the real-time monitoring obviously goes with, it, with that. Uh, we are putting uh, lots of efforts on the cloud-based um, infrastructures and cloud-based uh, interfaces, uh, UIs from where we can see this data and of course, you know, interact with the data more intuitively. Um, it goes with the production forecasting and, uh, and the optimization of this uh, production. Wellboard stability, integrity uh, is another part of it uh, where we're using the competitions. And of course, you know, all this in the maintenance is uh, uh, the equipment failures, um, equipment downs, all that uh, uh, historical gathered information we're utilizing in order to give a better, uh, better insights about what's happening, completions and what we can be optimizing. So overall, uh, the goal is um, uh, optimize production rates and, and reduce costs uh, so we can deliver uh, affordable energy out there. And of course, improve overall world performance, uh, be sustainable uh, in, in, uh, in terms of the uh, ESG values. So these are how we are seeing today uh, the machine learning and that's and, a lot yeah. though mark that that's a yeah. lot and, and you know when i interviewed uh, michelle with chevron michelle pfeiffer or pfeiffer um a couple of years back you know she, one of the uh, things i remember distinctly her telling me is that uh, she said kim you know everything is evolving so quickly and we are taking advantage of it now this is chevron it's a major you know oil and gas production very integrated and she said, and you know, the thing is, is we're still even learning, struggling even to today that we've captured all this data, but we don't quite know how to use it in a way that brings us into efficiency. Back then, we weren't even really talking about uh, net zero. That hadn't even come up yet. So you know, so all this data, my, my, my thought is, okay, great. What she said, we have all this data. Now, what do we do with it? And how do we utilize it to its most efficiency form? Or in what ways does it help us lower our car? Or in what way does it help us engaging with our regulatory agencies, uh, if you will? So there's a lot uh, to think about of, of these you know, companies with a lot of data coming in and a lot of technology evolving super, super quick. Um, and how fast can they adapt to it, learn it? And then you have on the other side, Mark, which we haven't mentioned, and, and we probably won't in this show, but it is. Um, when you mentioned the cloud and you mentioned things about gathering data, what goes to my mind is how secure um, is this from potential uh, cyberbullying? But we've got to take a quick break. I want to get on that topic, but I want to move into uh, everything internet and industrial everything internet because that's another evolving big animal to talk about of how the oil and gas is using it. And, um, and, and that's getting really, that is expanding very quickly too. So let's take a quick break into a new oil patch radio show. We'll be right back. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to a new Old Patch Radio Show. 
Mark, you were really kind of helping us to understand how this whole thing is evolving and it's evolving quickly. It's getting larger and larger, um, way more efficient. It kind of reminds me of for our listeners to think about it. Remember when we had the big brick phones <laughs> and then it went to tiny little phones and that were too small to find in our purses and we were losing them. So we went big again, a little bit bigger. <laughs> and now we have laptops and pads. And so everything is evolving. Well, you know, here we go talking about how the inner energy industry is evolving so quickly and really tapping in and taking advantage of some of the greatest uh, technologies to help um, increase just their efficiencies. And they deal with so much inefficiencies. And when we talk about regulations, permitting, uh, regulatory agencies, that's inefficiency. So it's good to see that they can take advantage of the high tech that is not efficient, but helping them become even more efficient. So let's talk about the next generation internet landscape. Uh, it's expanding, right? And with it is the IoT, everything internet and industrial IoT technologies and applications. So to be honest with you, until we agreed to do this show, I had only heard of the IOT, so I had never heard of industrial IOT, but it's good to see that now we have that for, of course, commercial grade, and the devices are becoming intelligent, mobile, autonomous, and operate in various environments that are connecting with other IOT and other uh, industrial IOT and different kind of uh, devices. Um, and these, they can be used in different applications and in various industrial sectors all across the industry. So I can see how this could really, you know, you talked about the supply chain, you talked, it just really just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. How is the oil and gas using um, the, you know, I, IOT integration with data analytics and um, AI learning and machine learning? That's a lot. It is. It, it sounds is. complicated. Yeah. I would say actually for the past 10 years, you know, this cloud-based access to, to, to the data uh, significant, I would say, uh, went through the evolution and lots of technologies have been brought into uh, in the cloud-based uh, technology in order to have for us, you know, not only oil and gas, but it, all of us, you know, to enable all these uh, possibilities. So with that, with that cloud-based access, um, uh, you can do a lot already, lots of you know um, things, and we were doing it before, you know, this this machine learnings, whether you know AIs. However, this IoT, you know, yes, you're right. You know, industrial IoT is uh, slightly different, but the concept overall at the same at the, at the end of the day is the same thing. And uh, industrial I IoT uh, uh, devices are getting, you know, smarter, getting better. Um, uh, communication with these devices, you know, uh, get, get sending, receiving the commands, um, and 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 all, of course, you know, at the same time, uh, acquiring this data uh, from the remote location and then uh, accessing to it. So IoT in 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 the in industrial utilization, especially in our oil and gas. I would say it's a real-time data collection. So you would like to see your data in real time. You would like to log into your um, uh, computer or you know mobile phone and just check what's going on in your field, in your well, in your uh, current actively uh, uh, completion work that you're doing or the drilling work that you're doing, uh, or even just the regular production uh, data that you'd like to see. So you would like to access and see the data in real time. Uh, so that's. One of the aspects in you know, how we use the IoT and integrating with the ML. 
So now going into frack optimization part of it and uh, and the design optimization part of it. So yes, once we receive the data from the uh, IoT devices and 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 we get this um, uh, ML algorithms analyze large data sets. Uh, um, whether it's the well logs, reservoir data, or the completion parameters that identify some patterns um, uh, in order to give us some um, uh, insights about what could be optimized on the fracture. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the anomalies, anomaly detection. So I have to integrate these two uh, components. Now in real time, you can, you can not only acquire the data, but at the same time run some uh, pattern recognition, so the machine learning part of it, AI part of it and get into the weeds of the anomalies and identify these abnormal patterns or deviations and, and potentially um, uh, some some risk factors uh, and of course you know detect them earlier then uh, uh, it will uh, it will it will be uh, on the on the on the instead of being the reactive mode you would be on a proactive side of the uh, things so that's how this integration really leverages our our operations today. And at the end of the day, you know, the quality, uh, quality, quality control of the data is also becomes very accessible with the integration of the IoT and uh, um, uh, data analytics or the machine learning part of it. It really, in the real time of the um, uh, of, of this uh, monitoring, the completion parameters, uh, whether it's the propane concentration or the fluid properties that we have or the pump rates, uh, the operators can detect uh, some some deviations from uh, from this desired targets and of course you know ensure some quality and uh, and the consistency of our jobs that we're doing on the completion side of it um, so integrating um, provides um, some some uh, some some actionable insights optimize our operations reduce um, cost and, uh, improve our safety and and of course you know uh, be uh, proactive rather than be reactive in in the, in the operations. Uh, so all of that is available and and possible today because we are integrating the IoT with the ML tools and technologies. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to in the Old Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. In the oil and gas industries, you don't just need a workers' comp provider, you need a workers' comp provider who understands your business. That's Texas Mutual Insurance Company. At Texas Mutual, they've created the Texas Oil and Gas Association Safety Group exclusively for businesses involved with exploration and production. That means you'll have access to information and safety resources that fit the way you work. But the advantages don't stop there. As a safety group member, you'll receive a premium discount on your workers' comp. Plus, you can qualify for double dividends. You heard that right. Members can earn an additional dividend on top of the one you receive as a policyholder. It's all part of Texas Mutual's commitment to working as a partner with the businesses that keep our state running. Texas Mutual and the Texas Oil and Gas Association, two great organizations that are even better together. To see if you qualify to become a safety group member, go to TexasMutual.com TXOGA. Are you a business owner feeling overwhelmed where to begin your business's online presence? Maybe you've spent thousands of dollars in the past just to be highly disappointed with the results. 
We understand because we were once you. Since then, we decided to hire the very best experts to help us and you. Let us send you our business profile that will quickly show you your Google business rankings in these five areas. Reputation, ratings online, website, advertising and social media, and search engine optimization. All of these areas really affect how Google ranks your entire listing. So if ranking on page one is your goal, pick up the phone and call us now, 210-240-7188, or simply go to shalemag.com slash business profile. We'll be in contact with you within 24 hours. Once again, pick up the phone and call us now, 210-240-7188, or simply go to shalemag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com slash business profile. Start dealing with a company you can trust and always find. And we're back. You're listening to the Old Patch Radio Show. You know, Mark, while you were talking to us about everything internet and industrial, everything internet and artificial learning, machine learning, um, you know, it reminds me, and I know I'm giving away my age, but reminds me of a show I used to love watching when I was a kid. It was called The Six Million Dollar Man. And that show, we built a man who could run faster, who was stronger, who was, and it was all of this stuff. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, wow, you know, whoever created that show was far beyond their time to see that there's a lot going on. And so I look at the uh, oil and gas industry, a well or a company, and it's like, we can build it more efficient. We can build it uh, better. We can build it to be um, uh, financially uh, advantageous for us and and, and lower um, admissions at the same time and still be profitable, despite all of the horrible things that they have to try to go through just to build a well, right, with, with the regulatory yep. environment the way it is. Uh, but that's another show. But you know, the energy business, my point, is not for the weak at heart, and yet they are building a $6 billion man, uh, pretty much, but it's a company, if you will, with all of this technology that they're using. Um, I want to get into um, another game changer, which is, you know, funding a project is not easy. Trying to get it capitalized is not easy. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of new projects being started because of the regulatory environment we're in. But uh, but the name of the game right now, because of all of these obstacles, is optimization efficiency for a profit. So in your opinion, what are companies implementing that are digital solutions for predictive maintenance and asset maintenance? I mean, I know we've had some shows where we've had Twin Towers. We've talked about that efficiency for like refineries, but give us an overall view of how companies are utilizing these technologies um, to uh, prevent pre preventive maintenance. I mean, people don't understand how expensive it is when a rig is offline. It's it's It adds up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know? It goes the other way if a machine goes down or, or something breaks um, and then asset management. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about how these sure. companies are using before, it. Before I mention that, um, just for the, for the uh, comment uh, about your uh, weak heart uh, statement, uh, you're actually uh, absolutely right. You know, when it comes to the energy business, uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not an easy one. It's a challenging uh, realm uh, that, that really uh, demands a lot of uh, determination and, and strategic planning. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, some, some adaptability. That's why I have such re such respect for this industry. I've never worked a day in it, but I have such respect because it actually powers the entire planet. It saves lives. It cleans the environment. And yet we, we don't understand it. And yet these people are the least thanked. They have the most stress. And what you guys are doing is commendable. And, and you know, if I'm the only one saying, I'll say it, but you are right. It is not for the weak of heart. It, they deal with a lot and they got to be on their game, smart, intelligent, strategic uh folks and i'm not saying men because we see women jumping in this too but go ahead 
Absolutely. So right now I'm going to uh, try to answer in terms of the uh, predictive maintenance and asset management. So we are, um, lots of measurements are, are taken right now. And and companies, first of all, I would say the way how it, it is managed um, uh, in most of the cases right now, it's uh, they're deploying, uh, obviously, uh, devices, hardware or sensors to the location and, and start the collecting the data. So that's the start of everything, which is, you know, goes back to, again, to our conversation with IoT and uh, IoT, industrial IoT technologies deploying into our assets. Um, and, 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 and get the critical parameters. It could be, you know, anything like you know, temperatures, pressures, um, uh, vibration data. Um, and then getting this data and, and collecting this data and, of course, integrate into one of the platforms. It could be, you know, any, any uh, business intelligence platform like the Spotify or the Power BI. Uh, or, you know, something built internal. The next step uh, that we are, um, uh, or I would say the industry, uh, even including us, uh, we, are, we are doing um, uh, the, the analytics with that data and machine learning. So once we get that, you know, what, what we can uncover, uh, uh, what sort of uh, patterns or, you know, anomalies we can uncover and, and, and of course indicate some potential equipment failures or the performance degradations that we have that we have from from this uh, uh, data sets um, and and identify some some health factors some some trends uh, and of course you know predict when maintenance action should be taken um, or or you know uh, get some 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 unplanned downtimes that we had you know getting this historical data and, and understand it so once that is completed as well I would say uh, the next step is becoming um, uh, conditions, condition-based maintenance. That's the term I believe you know that they're using a lot, and uh, that term terminology is really um, uh, all about um, not only just you know monitoring your wells and, and getting the real-time um, uh, data regarding regardless of your location, but also uh, the, the the this um, um, uh, this predictive uh, sorry you know, the the uh, uh, condition-based maintenances. Are are getting you know from once we detect the, the anomalies and, mm -hmm. and and operational conditions that we have set, uh, and of course you know once we know our historical uh, data sets and 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 understand when these uh, uh, down downsides or downturns are happening, getting them uh, uh, schedule put into our schedules, putting into our uh, uh, programs, and start implementing of those. That is right. uh, totally already you know conditional. You know uh, there are there. There are so many more um, uh, refineries, uh, facilities, uh, factories that we are revamping because we're not getting new projects off the ground because of the environment, as I spoke earlier. So predictive maintenance and uh, upgrading uh, asset management, and while they're a little different, I, I can see the benefit of it most definitely. Let's switch gears and, and talk about uh, cloud computing and edge computing in the oil and gas operation. I'm not very familiar with that. Can you give me an example of how the industry is utilizing that? Absolutely. Well, actually, it is good that um, we, we switched our you know uh, topics a little bit. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, yes, you're right. You know, we want to secure our data, data, data sets, and there must be some control and measurements on our data sets. And that's why there is a two um, uh, uh, concepts that are very much um, in hand-to-hand -hand works today. Could be you know uh, separately depending you know how sensitive data it is you know they, they may choose you know one over the other one but there's a uh, cloud computing and of course you know the edge computing and and the best I would say you know at least you know the way how we um, in in our industry uh, as a rev souls and I would say majority of the oil and gas companies are doing today they're trying to leverage these two computing uh, uh, capabilities and 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 once you, 
in, on, on one side, you know, the, the um, uh, cloud computing, uh, it really uh, gives you access to some scalability. Um, uh, improve and 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 uh, develop this this share data sharing or the or the collaboration between between the um, uh, individuals or the users. Uh, it it advances or, or it enables us to uh, access to a large set of data um, uh, instantly and of course you know do some analytics with that. On the other side, when it comes to edge computing, it's it's more of a, a real data processing. Actually, I will emphasize here: it's real real time. Uh, data processing. So even cloud is the real time, but you know it's since there is a delay, you know, between the uh, science right. and the cloud. So it's not like real, real, real time. Yeah. But this is real, real. Yeah, yeah, real, it's real. Real, real. And um, and and when we are um, uh, talking about that, we can already you know talk about the security measurements. So you're not uh, already in in the cloud, and uh, uh, the security measurements can be you know uh, or security protocols may be more advanced. And of course, you know it supports offline operations and you don't have to wait for the internet to be back or you know for any reason if you are lost in the uh, connectivity so at least you can uh, continue your operations so i would say combination of both is really today uh, uh, will give us you know some, something powerful something um, uh, that we can we can stack on our uh, learnings and and optimize the oil and gas and driving right. Well, you know, Mark, we are definitely living in a time that is most interesting and things are evolving faster and faster. That's the show. Thank you, Mark. In the Oil Patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.